Hey everybody, welcome to New Dad, New Dad episode number 96. I am Eric Smith and I am here as always with Dustin Lopez. Dustin, how are you? Uh, I'm well. You know who one of my favorite comedians is, is Dane Cook. Yeah? Yeah, love the guy. He's fantastic. <laughs> I saw him live. Did you? At uh, yeah, Quicken Loans Arena. What? How was that? Was it your favorite uh, comedian show ever? Um, probably not my favorite ever. This was on like, this is probably right after he started his decline. He what was still he was still able to like sell out an arena, but like never again. What are you talking about? He still sells out, right? Not arenas. Oh. So this was 2000. Is he back to the grind on the on the small comedy circuit? Yeah, this is 2010. He can probably do theaters, I think, now. Um, yeah, this was probably 2010 or 11. I really don't like him. I was just trying to get a rise out of you. No, I I mean, I um for what it's worth, I mean, Dane Cook was was I mean, I was in college when he when he hit big. So, I mean, I was I mean, we both were, right? We were both no, I didn't really ever like that kind of comedy. I was more of a Brian Regan kind of guy. Even even at that age? Oh, yeah, dude. Like Brian Regan was like probably like ninth grade through like at least like post college for a couple of years. Interesting. Don't, I mean, when were you into Brian Regan? Um, I don't know if I've ever like been into Brian Regan. I I like I know that he's like, you know, one of the best uh, out there and ever. But I don't say I don't think I've ever like been into him. Have you ever heard? Of if he came, if he came around here, I, I wouldn't turn down going to see him. Yeah, I, I saw him live, uh, maybe like four or five years ago. Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, he's a great uh, comedian. There's no doubt. I, about I, I, I actually, won. I had won the tickets to see Dane Cook. I'm glad I did, though. Like, I wouldn't. Um, I try and make it a habit to see any comedian that I can that I'd like. Mm -hmm. because I feel like comedians are, you never know when they're just going to be like gone, you know? Yeah. You've had a lot of that recently. Yeah. And even um, like I went to see, I went to see, I think I might've mentioned this before, but I went to see Mitch Hedberg like six months before he died. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. You may have mentioned that, but I don't pay attention a whole lot. Yeah. So I'm at the, where was he? The, was it the improv here? Oh, it was in Cleveland? Yeah. Oh, wow. There's a there's a comedian that my buddy Chris likes. Um, tr Not Tracy Morgan, but tr Tracy. Is, it tra is there another Tracy comedian? Tracy. Darcy, Tracy. It's, um, it's a guy. Um, I don't know. I'll think of his name in a minute, but... Uh, I'll I'll think of his name. Okay. But I've I've that's another comedy comedian that I that I actually like. Um, I, I don't know the comedians are like, I feel like once you've seen media, uh, Patrice Patrice O'Neill didn't he He's die? Dead. Yeah. Yeah, that's another 
comedian that I that I actually like. But in any case, um, I feel like once you've already heard a comedian, it's like that's all they're going to tell you. That's all they're going to do. Like in person, a lot of their material is the same. So it's kind of like, what's the point? Well, no. I mean, if you follow comedians, especially now, I mean, they're going to be doing new material every time they come around. Um, right. In in past past years, like like Seinfeld would have toured with the same stuff for for a couple of years, probably. Um, but he even he's only going out you know, every couple of years anyways, as it is now. Um, right. But these other guys are, are touring with new stuff pretty much every year, especially the ones that are still doing smaller, smaller shows like hilarities and stuff. That's heard... a good comedy venue. I'll be honest with you. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I've only heard, I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts and whenever anybody mentions Cleveland, they, they always say good things about hilarities. You ever been to a show there? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I used to get free tickets there all the time. Mm. there was like a good a stretch of summer where we were there like probably four or five times for all mm -hmm. on free tickets so it's kind of nice i met joey gladstone dave coulier yep he shook melissa's hand yeah yep did i tell you about the time i met jim gaffigan no that's kind of neat i actually appreciate that one why I don't know. I actually, I really like him. I love Jim Gaffigan. I've been a huge Jim Gaffigan fan for a really, really long time. Yeah, I feel like he has really good material. Um, this was this was a long time ago. So this is probably around two thousand two thousand eight. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a big fan of his in college. So you know, two thousand four, five, six. Mm -hmm. Um. So he he was coming through Cleveland, but I had my my work like corporate holiday party the same night hmm. which is which is always at the silver grill downtown at the ritz and we get hotel rooms at the, the ritz for like super cheap so i was staying at the ritz also so after <coughs> after the party um you know we'd we'd go out um to like what was down there uh, was it like cattle ranch or what was what was that bar oh yeah <laughs> it was like where taco bell is now I forgot about that. So we like I, I was hammered drunk and I just ran outside the the front of the Ritz and freaking Jim Gaffigan is standing right there. And I just ran up to him and I went, Hey, you're Jim Gaffigan, and I shook his hand. And before he could say anything, I ran away. <laughs> you know he made a joke about that at some point in the future. No. And so then in the morning and this is this is how long ago it was. In the morning, I, I messaged him on MySpace. And I said, hey, Jim, I'm a big fan. You know, if it hadn't been for my you know, my holiday party, I, I would have been at your show last night. I, you know, I, I buy all your your albums and, you know, I, I, I'm just a huge fan, blah, blah. Uh, and he wrote back and he just said, how was the hangover? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So that's my Jim Gaffigan story. And then I ended up going to see him just a, a few years ago at the CSU. Hmm. Did you remember you? Well, no, I didn't see him see him. I just went to see him. Yeah. I wonder how, like, 
how impressionable that actually was in his life. Like, does he remember that? Like all these years later, like, I don't know this guy just coming up to him, shaking his hand and and running away. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't let him say anything. I just left. That's hilarious. And then the only, the only thing I could even think of to say to my friends to explain who he was, was like his manatee joke. And I just went, I'm a manatee. Rawr. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was going to say something. Oh, uh, yeah. I wanted to tell you about something. I don't know if you've, you've experienced this yet, but Mateo's in like pre preschool, basically. Um, you know, he's doing a lot of like art projects like this, right? Mm. Happy Halloween this year compared to last year. Last year was all fooky, 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 fooky. And this year is actually like spooky, spooky. Um, but what was interesting is that um, they're doing a holiday concert and they get to sing all like the Christmas songs and everything that they practice in, in, uh, in like the classroom that he's in. And, um, and he's, and I don't even know like what it is, but it's a concert. And I was like, Oh, did you ever do a concert when you were in like grade school or elementary school? Did you ever have like a Christmas concert? Oh, in, in grade school, yeah, like first through eighth. Yes. Yeah. Well, I guess they do it now too for his school. So it's kind of a. Uh, like kindergarten, yeah, but well. I, I think I started in kindergarten, but maybe like, I did it before then. I don't know. In like official preschool, like I went to like, um, like Bay Presbyterian preschool. Mm-hmm. So they probably would have done like a concert in like yeah, official preschool. I don't remember anything in kindergarten, but the first through eighth, we did, we did um, Christmas concerts every year because it was a Catholic grade school did that I ever, went to. Did you ever sing "Let There Be Peace on Earth"? Of course, probably. Yeah. And then we would sing Hanukkah, Hanukkah, Holiday Festival of Lights, candles burning brightly, burning on a winter's night. We didn't, we didn't do that because because oh. we're not going to hell. Oh. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. You better get her careful. So awful. Um. Okay, so anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. I thought it was hilarious that I got this email. And um yeah, I mean that that concert is basically just the teachers singing. Yeah, 100%. And, like the kids like screaming. Yeah. Um a few of the words. You know, it's it's um it's funny because there's all this change happening now. Like I'm not even know like sure what to do with it. Like it's all happening so fast. I um I dropped him off at school the other day. Melissa <laughs> went and had a night, an overnight with her mom to get some girl time. So I took him to school um, on Tuesday morning. And now he's going like four days a week. So, um, but the, the school has this construction happening. And so um, it's like there's construction next to the building. So now we're the drop off routine changed. Like I actually walked him into school into his classroom for the first time ever and um and he got so like emotional and he was like 
you know, daddy stay here. And then he started crying and it was just this awful, awful, awful experience. And I left and the teacher texts Melissa and I like, you know, five minutes later and she's like, just wanted to let you know he's fine. He was fine 30 seconds after you left the door, like out the walked out the door. It's like so weird, man. I know you got some experience, like you have Bo and he's like older. So you've already gone through some things, but like, that is freaking weird. Yeah. We dealt with that a little bit at the, at the daycare and Lakewood before we moved. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd go through phases where I think it was Bo. I can't remember if it was Bo or if it was Quinn where they, they wouldn't want us to leave and they'd throw fits and stuff. There's only ever been outside drop off because of COVID for us though. Yeah. So like for us, it was like, I, I never even stepped foot inside that school before. Well, I guess I did once, but that was just a tour of the facility. But like, I'm, I mean, I've never, so that was just weird. And then like, you know, art projects like this like where did the kid learn how to color in the lines was that even him the purple yeah that was not him that wasn't him no maybe this was solomon's that was that was a teacher helping well and then solomon started talking out of nowhere he's like oh owl and oh apple and he's you know doing all this Talking, it's just like everything's just going so fast. I don't even know what to do anymore. I feel like it's going to be May of next year, and like I'm going to have an almost four year old. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. I feel out of place. On a different note, I really am jonesing for some noodles lately, and I just really trying to be good about not eating pasta. Or anything carb heavy, but it's all I want. But but you're making chicken paprikash for everybody. Hey, I thought that it was nice to have one. I wanted once a week. I want to bring in lunch for the office. I have a bunch of meatballs in the freezer now, and that's going to be next week. Is, is mm. some meatballs with something, maybe whatever. I haven't figured that out yet. And the donuts. The donuts were actually not my fault that was more like making sure that dana felt good because she had a bad day the day before Mm. but that box of donuts got eaten in a day and there's not that many people in the office well when i sat down for lunch there was only one donut in there yeah there was a box of donuts at the beginning of the day (laughs) i hadn't I didn't eat one until somebody ate two after lunch, or a couple people ate two. Usually, that's my job, but I have been very good. Yeah, you have been. I mean, you're looking fantastic in your face. I don't know. I really don't look at much of the rest of your body, but do you want to? No, not particularly. Why not? Just not my thing. Mm-hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Seinfeld reference. Did you get it? Uh, yeah, I got it. Okay. Thanks. I didn't know if you, you were like an avid Seinfeld fan. You don't have to be an avid Seinfeld fan to understand that reference. I just got a weird call. Was it from the Foo Fighters? 
I don't get that reference either. Mm. Um. Anyway, what's uh what's happening? What's happening in your life? Oh, I don't know how much. We got Halloween coming up. We got the first of all of our November birthdays coming up. Yeah. What are you going to be for Halloween? I don't know if I caught that last time. Who, me, personally? Yeah, you. Um, I got it right here. Do you want me to spoil it? Yeah. Don't say it out loud, though. No way. Oh, what a good costume. Oh, that's fantastic. I tried to change my costume, and Mateo threw a fit. Yeah. And we didn't, like, we didn't do family, like, we're all just something completely random. Oh, really? Yeah, we're not family costumes at all. We're not I actually, one of my buddies, Brian, um, I don't know if he listens, um, but he dressed up as Toad, Mario, and Princess. I thought that was clever costume. He personally dressed up as all three of those? Wow. No, no, him and his baby and his wife. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um, so there's this photo. I just posted it. Yeah, you posted it earlier. Yeah. So, um, Mateo had an opportunity, and this is what my topic is for the day. Mateo had an opportunity to go over to our friend uh, Chase and Sean's house. Um, and Jax is their kid, and Jax was born. Uh, probably like five months or so before Mateo. And I think Mateo learned a hard lesson, and that is that other kids can be bullies, and they can kick, and they can hit, and they can hurt you. And he's never experienced that before. And it was really challenging to watch it happen. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to parent through that. So the kid was being a bully to him? Yes. Uh, He probably hit him four different times and kicked him once. That's not very nice. Not very nice at all. Any suggestions? Uh, No, we were dealing with something similar. Um, One of the... I don't even want to say it, but Bo was playing with the kid and... um, um, we we were kind of watching from inside and the kid was like pulling him around and like pushing him, kind of bossing him around. And then when he, when he Bo came home, he had like pen like drawn on his shirt. Like he had let the kid draw on him with pen. Mm. I'm like a nice shirt, like a vineyard vine shirt. And we're like, why would you let him do that? And he's like, cause he wanted to. I'm like, hold on Bo. You got to stand up for yourself. You don't let people pull. We saw him pulling you around. Like you don't let people do that to you. you don't let people draw on you. Um, like you, you can't play with him anymore if you're not going to stand up for yourself. Um, and then, you know, June was like, we're going to, she signed him up for like jujitsu. Hmm. But I think, um, the way that she framed it to him was incorrect and she framed it as like you're gonna go learn to fight rather than you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna learn to like you know learn these things and like 
defend yourself. And so he got there and he was just like angry and he wouldn't listen to the teacher and he like just like made gorilla noises and stuff. And he actually like they, they told him to leave because he wasn't doing what he was supposed to do. Hmm. Um, so we're going to go Maybe back. He's here. too young. Tried to, he might be, but other kids there are the same age or younger. Um, it's a listening thing. So we're having talks with him like every day to, to kind of prep him for it and make sure that he understands that it's not like he's not going there to fight anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's going there to listen and to learn and to take directions. Cause that's the big thing. Um, but it's mostly just about watching, watching them with other kids and, and, just kind of correcting their actions, making sure that they know how to react in certain situations, mm-hmm. um, and and making sure that they know which you know which things happening to them are are, are wrong and, and what's right. I mean, there's two parts that that I'd like to respond to. The first part is is that like I don't know how to advise a little kid right. on something like this because if somebody touched me the way that a little kid might touch him, I'd, you know, clock them in the face Mm -hmm. and be like, sit the fuck down. But I think that obviously that's not the right thing to teach a Mm three-year-old. So I would imagine that saying what you said is good, but... I don't think you really gave Bo any instruction on what to do when that happens. Like telling him, don't let that happen. Doesn't tell him what to do well, we, we, when that happens. Yeah, you, I'm trying to remember exactly what I told him to do. No, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to like, it's not about like trying to, you know, I'm not asking for exactly what you said. I'm just saying, I think, I think that it's, Oh, I, I mean, I told him, you, you tell him to stop it, and if he doesn't stop, you tell him that you can't play with him anymore until he stops what he's doing. I mean, and Bo's old enough to understand that. Right. Um, I don't think Mateo's old enough to, to comprehend that and be able to tell someone that. Um, hmm. But Bo should be old enough How to... How much older is Bo than... When's Bo's birthday? Uh, 19th. Yeah, of... November. No, no, no. Of what year? 16 right so it's like a two-year age difference Mm -hmm. like really close to two years so it's like yeah i I see what you mean like maybe maybe it's just going to take a couple years for mateo to really fully be able to understand yeah at at that point it's you know this person is doing something that's hurting you you come and tell me You know, but basically, like when something happens, come to daddy and tell him, you know, what's happening, and then, you know, basically remove yourself from the situation. Mm-hmm. Right. So I wouldn't say come to daddy. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, point well taken. <laughs> Yeah, and and everything that I read online is basically like concurrent, like, you know, basically 
first step is tell him to you know use his words and use them firmly you know don't do that and you know that's that and then if that doesn't work then you know remove yourself from the situation um but it just seems like that's there's just like i don't know it just i know that violence is not the way to respond and that's not the way you want to teach your kids and i'm not going to use the word but because that negates the first part of my sentence but like i just wish there was a like more firm way to like get him to with like still being fair and equitable i don't know I guess like a zero tolerance policy to violence and hitting is what we already adhere to in the house between him and his brother. So it should just carry over because I don't want him coming home and hitting his brother because mm -hmm. his brother hit him. That's just not a good situation. Just I don't understand why kids have to be assholes to each other. Well, yeah. I mean... You know, I say all this, but our kids hit each other all the time. So, yeah, we have a little bit higher tolerance for that than other kids hitting our, our kids. Yeah, I just don't tolerate it at all. Like Solomon started hitting me this week because he would he, he learned that when he gets angry, he can hit people, and it incites a reaction. I basically just started ignoring it because I'm just, you know, not going to acknowledge that for the time being at least good advice what are you looking at um just just other ways to like you know self-defense and, and things like that like i i would like to try mateo in some sort of like jujitsu or karate or something like that that would give him a little bit more discipline i feel like that's something um that he could benefit from but then i think back to like middle school and high school and like i guess i guess we all like a lot of us did karate and stuff like that in when we were in like elementary school but like i just don't want him to be like one of those i don't know maybe that's a bad thing to say a nerd yeah, no yeah i mean kind of i don't know i feel like you're if you're gonna be nerdy then embrace it right I don't care if he ends up being a nerd. I want him to embrace whatever he is, you know? Yeah. I mean, one of the chances he's going to keep doing it forever, I think it's just something to do when you're younger. It's an easy thing to, thing to do when you're this young, kind of like a gymnastics thing. Like, like I put Bo in gymnastics if I thought it was going to help him with some kind of like core like value in the future. Like anything that's going to help him listen and follow direction right now is what I want to put him in, you know, because mm -hmm. he's terrible at listening at the moment. So I need to find that thing that he's interested in that's going to help him listen. And so far we haven't found that thing like T-ball wasn't it. Yeah, uh, you were saying that. Swimming lessons weren't quite it. Um. I don't know. Well, the first jujitsu lesson, 
wasn't quite it. Well, we'll see next week. It works out again. You know, I just learned something when um, reading this fatherly article. One of the um, one of the guys that writes for fatherly.com uh, actually lives in Sugar Falls. Um, he is the parenting editor. His name is Patrick Coleman. And um, it was funny that the self-defense article that I was reading um, quotes the Cook Soul Doe uh, Academy in Chagrin Falls, which is like what I grew up and the kids that I was just thinking about in my mind actually went there and that's where they learned their uh, martial arts. All the nerds. Um, I didn't say nerds. I just, you know, those people that were into martial arts. I think it's different now. I think mixed martial arts is really kind of like, you know, MMA and and UFC and all that kind of stuff has changed the way that people look at that stuff now. So I gotta I gotta look into that. That's so you still oh you still in Cleveland? What the hell? What? You still in Cleveland? Patrick Coleman. That's what I'm saying. We should have him on sometime. What the hell? I mean, he literally lives around the corner from me. He only has 558 Twitter followers. Why are you marginalizing his Twitter following? I don't, why, like, why don't we have a friggin' fatherly uh, <laughs> feature or something? <laughs> this dude's the GD editor of Fatherly, and <laughs> he well, lives. He probably has a he probably has a degree in writing and stuff like that. Well. What the hell? Okay, so I guess in order to be a participant at Cook Soul Dough, uh, you need to be five years old. Five is the minimum age, so you can't can't learn stuff. Wait, wait, wait! Five. Oh, he's just he's just leaving. Fatherly. Today is my last day as parenting editor at Fatherly HQ. This is October 22nd. Thank you to everyone who has worked uh, with me on stories. It's been a pleasure to speak with someone. I'll miss the good work at Fatherly, but I'm also incredibly excited for what's coming in my career. Onward. Well, wh- what's coming? Where are you going? How did we miss out on this opportunity? Yeah, I mean, we really missed the boat on that one, buddy. Boy, we blew it. We really did. Maybe we can get in touch with them. What the hell? Did I go to like school with this guy? Like, why is he in chagrin? Well, you you probably thought he was too big of a nerd to hang out with. You know, I think I actually where he doesn't have his education here, other than Portland State University. But he but he did volunteer at Holy Angels Church, which is where we do a wedding. Huh? I wonder if I have mutual connections with him. And then I would know two mutual connections. Well, I don't think he went to my school. Is he on Facebook? That name sounds so familiar, though. I'll tell you that. It's like it's just a, it's just a 
like a very common name. Like Eric Smith? No, I feel like Patrick Coleman's like, I know Patrick Coleman. Well, it looks like there's an opportunity for a new dad, newer dad to get in on the parenting editing uh, at Fatherly. So I don't, I, I don't think, I doubt it. Just saying. Patrick Coleman, where are you going? Does he have a, does he have a, a Facebook? A link, a LinkedIn? No, I can't find one. Give me a book music. Books. Patrick Coleman, where are you going? Oops. Oh, crap. Now he knows I looked at his thing. Um. Okay. Well... I'm, I don't uh, think he grew up here. Oh, maybe he did. He worked for uh, TTI Floor Care, so that's local. Maybe I went to school with him. I went. No. To, I went yeah. to Chagrin with some Coleman's. Okay, so and actually, my heritage on my dad's mother's side is Coleman as well. I don't know. Maybe no, we're related. I don't, I don't think he grew up here. We could be related. I don't think he grew up here. I think he just he came here because of Hoover. I think he worked at Hoover for a while. That's how he got here. Okay. Well, I'm going to get to the book today. The book today is not for any of your kids, but it kind of is. So I'm just letting you know that this is not a bedtime story kind of book. This book is... The ultimate dad joke book. Because we were talking about comedy today, I need everybody to go out and spend eight dollars and ninety-five cents on a on a paperback. Unless you're Eric and you go to Half Price Books, this is a number one bestseller on uh, Amazon. And let me tell you, the ultimate dad joke book with five hundred and one hilarious puns, funny one-liners, and clean, cheesy dad jokes for kids makes for a perfect holiday gift so go on amazon check it out this is written by hugh mermy which is just a hilarious name within itself and uh you can check that out um i don't know i mean i feel like dad jokes are fantastic i don't know about you but that's just kind of that's a riot yeah that's kind of how i'm feeling um would glass coffins sell well? I mean, it really remains to be seen. Can we do a Can we do a bonus book? Sure. Um, I think um, somebody that well, I think he's a listener, um, Shannon Carpenter, uh, host of the Dad House Pod. Um, da, 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 I believe he listens to the podcast. Uh, he just released his own book, The Ultimate Stay-at-Home Dad. I don't know if you caught that on Instagram. I did um, not. It was a couple of weeks ago. Um, he has Hossman at Home 53 on Instagram. Uh, the Ultimate Stay-at-Home Dad is a book that he authored and uh, released on his own. Pretty awesome. Looks like it's all over the place. So check it out. Your Essential Manual for Being an Awesome Full-Time Father. Um, which is the dream. I'd love to be a stay-at-home dad. 
I would not necessarily be opposed to that. Um, actually, you know what? I wouldn't like that very much. Not with the kids I have. If they were going, if they were in like grade school and gone all day, then I could, I would be a stay at home dad then. I don't want to be a stay at home dad with my kids right now. But if well, June can get like her doctorate in like the next like five years and she can be a doctor and my, the kids could go to like grade school, be gone all day, then I'll gladly be a stay at home dad. There. Well, I, I guess sometimes you just need to ask yourself, why did the Scarecrow win Employee of the Month? Why? Because he was outstanding in his field. <laughs> well, you know what they say here at New Dad, Newer Dad, every single week. Be a dad. Be a real dad. Read a book to your kids. Goodbye. Be very, better careful. Can I, tell you, can I tell you something that happened to me at a Blue Jackets game before we start recording that goes along with the uh, very, very careful. Yeah. So it was the first, was it the first NHL game? No, it was like the second NHL. Because I went to a Penguins game. I went to a, a Blue Jackets game with a bunch of friends. It was like a Sunday game. Nobody was there. They were terrible. Um, and the, it was a Sunday afternoon. And they, it was like a, a, like a timeout or something. They breaked to like, you know, do one of the games they do with like somebody from the audience and they pulled this kid to play a game. And he's like, he's like shooting on a goal in like the concourse or something, not on the ice. He's on the concourse and he's, he has to like shoot on the goal, goal or something. And he's a, he's an exchange student or something. And he says where he's from. It's like Japan or China or something. He's like a, a teenage kid and he's Asian, obviously. And whoever the, the in-house DJ is starts playing. Um, it's either, there's some debate about which song he started playing. It's either, I think I'm turning Japanese. Um, everybody Wang Chung tonight. Oh my Lord. Or everybody was Kung Fu fighting. But it was in this, like the subtlest of ways, like, like very quietly while the announcer that was talking to him was like saying things and not everybody like heard what was going on, but me with my like Eagle ears and like, you know, sense for music and stuff. I was like, Oh my God, guys, listen to what is happening right now. <laughs> it was incredible. This was in like, I want to say it was like 2010 or 2011. Um, it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And then like, like a year or two later, like the guy that was the DJ, he actually, he got a job in the, with the, uh, the Bruins, the Boston Bruins. And he was leaving and he like made an announcement. And then I, I like, I realized he was on Twitter. So I, I messaged him as he like made his announcement. I'm leaving the blue jackets to go to, and I, I messaged him. I was like, Hey dude, I was at this I was at the Blue Jackets game a couple years ago and this kid was playing this game and you played this song 
was that you? And he was, and he remembered exactly what I was talking about. He's like, yes, that was me. Thank you so much for remembering. That <laughs> was pretty amazing. I've never been to an NHL game. <clears throat> it's probably the most exciting professional sport you can be at. I mean, I've been to a Monsters game before. I've just never been to an NHL game. Yeah. I I've mean, college hockey, like at Miami. Yeah. It, it's definitely the most exciting sport you can wa- you can be in, like, in the presence of watching. Because yeah, it's I just agree. nonstop. And it's like every time, like it even gets close to the puck, you're like, oh, like just being there made me realize how much I missed just watch, watching hockey in general. All right, we should get started. Yeah. <sighs> okay. I only have another 40 minutes. How do I start this? I don't know. <laughs> 